Welcome to the Ashes to Beauty, the Divorce Life podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Marie Laswell, divorce coach specializing in finance and real estate at Stephanie Marie Living. In this podcast, we will take a look at what it looks like to live through divorce, the good, the bad, and the ugly, a peek into individual stories as their ashes from divorce over time are transformed into beauty. Hello, beautiful listeners. Thank you for tuning in with us today. I am with my dear friend, Mark, and he has been so generous to offer and come and chat with us today a little bit about his divorce journey. So thank you for being here, Mark. Sure. Glad to be here. So let's just dive right in. I'd like to start with the dirty stuff first. Like, tell us about your <laughs> ashes from your divorce. Um, well, it's it's kind of you know, it's kind of weird. I've listened to the last couple of, of episodes, and and I feel like mine is pretty fresh compared to the mm-hmm. ladies that you've spoken to mm-hmm. before. Uh, I was married to my ex-wife for 20 years, um, and uh, we were in ministry for for all of those years. Uh, uh, about, about the year 18, we had a pretty significant event happen that that kind of that kind of broke us mm-hmm. and we really tried hard we worked at it uh to try to fix it but it it didn't it didn't really you know there the we were just not ever able to reconnect mm-hmm. um so uh so that left us not only with um a marriage that that had had fallen apart but we were we were leading a church mm-hmm. and um so we had to we had to deal with that and um and <clears throat> you know because of the the circumstances we we have we have a lot of kids we uh you know we have uh a very very unique family situation um some older some younger some adults and then you know some that are still still living at home at the time and uh our adult children were were a little bit more uh well it was tough on them um and as a result there was a lot of a lot of tension just just about the whole situation and and then to kind of uh i i guess to kind of just put an exclamation point on all of it uh about 3 months after uh our divorce was was final um uh my uh, son lost his baby son uh, to SIDS. Um, he was four months old, and that was that was uh, well. It was just impossible. You know, there's no there's no words. There's no there's no way to explain it. Um. Uh, so you had tragedy on top of grief on top of all kinds of raw emotion and then um it just it just left uh, a a real you know just i i wouldn't have had a frame of reference to handle it mm-hmm. before and and now i don't have any frame of reference or context to handle it mm-hmm. afterward and then um and then uh 6 months later uh um after losing his son, uh, my son uh, actually took his own life, and um, it was, you know, 
it just it just felt like everything just kept crashing mm-hmm. and um and still you know still does mm-hmm. you know uh, one of the things that that I know and and experience on a regular basis is the sneakiness of grief mm-hmm. um the the moments that you don't know are going to be moments until you're right in the middle of them mm-hmm. the memories that come because you're in a certain place or you smell something or you see something or, you know, you're in a certain place and, and you just, you know, so, so that's all, that's all kind of, kind of part of it. Um, uh, the loss of kind of, I, I don't know, just the loss of what you thought was mm-hmm. and, and, and then trying to, Trying to figure out how to how to bring something to an end that you didn't want to bring to an end in a way that 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 cares for people. I right. guess I, I yeah. don't know. That's that that seems kind of weird, but that's really what 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 I was processing at the yeah. time. How do I how do I bring this thing in for a landing so it's mm. not an, an absolute train wreck right you want to bring dignity to the other person because that's yeah. a person that you've loved for mm-hmm. in your case a very long time that's yeah. a lot of life mm-hmm. lived and then you're immediate hit immediately hit with another big heavy morning yeah. situation that you've lost your person mm-hmm. that would have probably been a lot of comfort and you guys would have been able to comfort each other mm-hmm. through those two major losses and you're just all alone trying to deal with so much loss, so much grief. That's really heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, every, everybody is probably everybody who's been in a, in a divorce situation has those moments where it's, you know, yours, mine and ours, friends, those Mm -hmm. kind of things. Um, I'm, I'm much more introverted than my ex-wife and, and as a result, you know, most of our friendships at the time, I, she was she was the connector, mm-hmm. and so I, you know, that means that our friends, and this is not I'm not this is not ugly toward them, but our friends kind of became her mm-hmm. friends because she was the connector. Yeah, you know, it's not it's not good, bad, or anything. It just right. is what it is. But it did. I did end up feeling uh, kind of isolated and mm-hmm. alone. Um, a lot of that's on me. I, I mean, I I own that. That's that's my own quirks. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, it's a it's a tough road to hoe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so, in my talking to people or my research about divorcees, it seems like there's usually time before the actual buildup of, okay, this isn't going to work out. And for you, it came at 18 years. Were there Mm -hmm. any like signs before then that now looking back, they were like, Oh, maybe this was something that I missed that I could have picked up on a long time ago. And then maybe if it was addressed earlier, there would have been that ability to kind of save it and work through it. I think that for me, one of the biggest, uh, realizations uh with regard to what happened in in my in my married life was understanding that just because you as a couple are working toward the same purpose that doesn't necessarily mean that you're fostering a genuine real 
deep and lasting mm-hmm. connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we were we were both very passionate about what we were doing mm-hmm. uh, with with regard to our, our life and our ministry, and and we're very very connected to you know, this is the way that we think that the the church should operate. This mm-hmm. is the way that we think ministry should be. We were doing the things mm-hmm. that 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 we'd always wanted to see done in in ministry. And um when it when it all started to come apart, that was the things that I kept bringing up. But what about this? But what about this? Um and that was I didn't put it together at the time, but you know, now uh we're uh, my my divorce was finalized in um, <clears throat> twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but so now having a little bit of hindsight right. behind me, I realized that you know I was I was trying to connect her to a mission rather than to me. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to bring back the this sense of shared purpose mm-hmm. rather than actually loving her in the way that she needed to be loved. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I can, like I said, I can look at, look back at it now. And, uh, because of that kind of misplaced understanding of what it meant to, mm-hmm. to be married, mm-hmm. you know, I, I thought it's two people on, on, on a journey accomplishing the same purpose, mm-hmm. you know, typical guy. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, it left her feeling unimportant and unsafe. Yeah with me. And um, I can even go back and look at it myself. The The fact that, you know, our our togetherness was all about this mission that we were supposedly on it. It kind of left me feeling unappreciated and unwanted mm-hmm. uh, in many ways. Uh, so that, that I think is one of the most important things that I've, I've learned from mm-hmm. the process is that is that a relationship has to be about connection, not just about uh, shared purpose. Mm-hmm. It, you, you have to be connecting with a person, mm-hmm. not just, I don't know, uh, I guess in a real way, we were, we were just kind of assets in each, in each mm-hmm. other's mission at some level. Do you feel like that shifted during the marriage? Did it start off that way, or do you think it shifted? I think that it was a... I think that it was a big part of what we always wanted. Mm. You know, that was from from the beginning of our relationship. We were we were very connected to uh, the church and ministry and and those kind of things. And I do, I just I think that it was just so ingrained in us at the time um, to be on mission, to be on mm-hmm. purpose. You know, to do the things that. You know, you're you're called to do this, mm-hmm. and yada, yada. You know, all the all of the stuff that's that's both true and kind of religious cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of times we we put a lot more value in the doing, and we forget about the being mm-hmm. of being a follower of Christ, and and it leaves us in a place where we where we can lead lives that that from the outside looking in can can look fulfilled and dynamic and and incredible but can be rather empty and unfulfilled because we're missing out on on connection mm-hmm. you know yeah. uh, Jesus didn't die to give us a mission he died to connect with us 
why should we in our human relationships think that they should be all about mission Mm -hmm. rather than about connection? Mm -hmm. So it sounds like maybe for both of you it was consuming, consuming Mm -hmm. your identity so much that it made sense for you to couple up Mm -hmm. and pair together because you were both so passionate about it, but maybe left um, space for that intimacy in your relationship that can, like you've said several times, the connection to not happen because there just wasn't space for it. Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I, I I think that that having a purpose and having a passion is a great thing Mm -hmm. and it's an important thing, but it's also only a thing, you know, uh, you, you are a person with or without a goal or a Mm -hmm. purpose. You, you're, you're still a person. And and then I think that sometimes we surrender our personhood for a higher purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they should be, they should be tied together. Yeah. Well, and even if it's not a religious purpose or a mission mm-hmm. per se, sure. it's what the world tells us, right? Sure. There's a lot of pressure to yeah. perform and to reach goals and attain certain things. Yeah. And people easily get lost in that. And we get so busy mm-hmm. and obviously you have a lot of kids. And so yeah. the kids take over and their schedules take over. And mm-hmm. and so we have to be very intentional about leaving that space for that relationship to foster and continue yeah. to grow. Yeah. I could have just as easily been caught up in trying to make a lot of money and mm-hmm. buy, buy all the, buy the kids, all the stuff mm-hmm. that, that could have been just as uh, consuming a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, but, but again, it's, I, the way that I the way that I think about it is I think that I think that my ex-wife and I loved past each other mm. a lot. Mm. You know, I would do things that to me were me expressing love. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, to me it expressed love when I would, you know, <clears throat> take care of the kids or clean up or do do the laundry or or you know do do that kind of thing. That that was me using acts of service as mm-hmm. an expression of love. Mm-hmm. But to her, that was just, hey, you're on the team. We all do this, <laughs> yeah. you know, and n- not that it's not that it's wrong. And but her hers, her love language was quality time. Mm-hmm. So I unknowingly, by doing all of these things, these acts of service that I thought were communicating love to mm-hmm. her uh, was actually pulling away from the thing that would have actually communicated love, which is just spending time, Mm -hmm. just, Hey, let's go do something. Let's go, uh, get a coffee. Let's, you know, let's go on a, on a trip. You Mm -hmm. know, the things that, the things that would have actually communicated what I was trying to communicate, you know, and in the same way, uh, you know, my, one of my, my, uh, things was, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a physical touch guy because mm-hmm. most guys are, mm-hmm. um, but, but also, you know, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because we were so just get it done. We were running, running pretty fast paced. There was very little, Hey man, that was awesome when you did mm-hmm. that. Or, you know, man, you, you did a really great job when you did that, you know? And, and so there was, so there was something missing for me mm-hmm. too. And I'm like, man, can't you see all this stuff? I'm doing mm-hmm. this for you. <laughs> and, and there was just not it, it was it was not that she didn't appreciate yeah. it. It was just that it wasn't it wasn't connecting with her in the way that I had that mm-hmm. I had hoped. Yeah. Man, there's lots of great 
tips and advice that I'm hearing coming from you. Um, as far as if somebody is considering going through a divorce, just maybe thinking that, um, make sure you know yourself first Mm -hmm. and then also knowing your partner and what it is that they need fulfilled. And obviously Mm -hmm. we need to come up with some of our needs on our own, right? It's Mm -hmm. not always for somebody else to fulfill for us, but making sure you're on the same page and that you're, pouring into each other in the ways that speak to them mm-hmm. and not just making the assumption. And so there, there's a lot of self-awareness that has to be involved in having a healthy relationship is a lot of what I'm picking up and hearing from you. Well, well yeah, absolutely. We're, we're created for connection and, mm-hmm. and, and God designed us to, to have partners in fulfilling the needs that he's put in our mm-hmm. heart. Uh, so, so while yes, my ultimate need for love and acceptance and and purpose does come from my relationship with with God as Father, my my a lot of my needs are met by by the people that I work with mm-hmm. and by the people that I'm in relationship with, by my friends, and yes, by my by my spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's part of the design, right. um, and and the ability to kind of communicate. This is what I need, and this is where where we're missing it mm-hmm. I think is something that that is really really important um you know we went through uh in, in our effort to try to to try to repair the damage um we we went through some counseling and that was part of it you know you need to communicate your needs you need to you need to talk about what's going on and um and and we were working on those things unfortunately it had it was just too much. Yeah. It had gone too far, right. and um, and there was not anything that could really, really save it. But um, I think that I think that I guess the most important thing for me, when 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 talking to someone who's considering mm-hmm. a divorce, is don't leave anything on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, I I I know that. Um, while while we can all second guess on the little things, I I know I didn't leave anything on the table with regard to the effort mm-hmm. to to reconcile, mm-hmm. um, and that that leaves me at a place of of peace in the middle of pain, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. it still sucks. Right. I mean, it still hurts, and I still wish that it hadn't have happened or hadn't have played out the way it did. Mm-hmm. But but I know that. I can I can go to bed at night knowing that I I wasn't unwilling to do mm-hmm. it. I right. I I did I went above and beyond mm-hmm. uh as, to the best of my ability um to try to keep keep together what what I believe is you know a holy thing. You mm-hmm. know, I I I do believe that marriage is a holy thing. I never intended to to marry someone for it to end. Right. Well, I don't think any of us do, <laughs> unfortunately. I would think, I would think so. <laughs> well, and that's part of the beautiful thing that came from your divorce is that you do have this sense of peace because what you did, what the effort that you put into um, doing all that you felt like you could do. Um, what are some other beautiful things that have come since your divorce and through your healing and growth and all of that? Well, I think that I think that part of the process for me was really that a lot of the things that we've been talking about, uh, getting getting a little bit of self awareness mm-hmm. 
has has been you know how how people uh, experience me you know uh, what are what are the things that that I that I unintentionally do mm-hmm. um, that that are experienced in a different way than I intend them uh, that was that was a big thing for me um, I learned a lot in the process uh, about about grace about um, about hey, it's not just as easy as well, this is what you're supposed to do, so just do this. Mm. It, the, it, the answers are rarely as simple as we we hope that they are, mm-hmm. um, because if they were, then then the divorce rate wouldn't be what right? it is, and you know, <laughs> and uh, particularly within Christian the Christian community, mm-hmm. you know, there there are as many Christians getting divorced as there are non Christian mm-hmm. people. Um, so if it were just as easy as well. Uh, the Ten Commandments say this, right. yada yada yada. Um, but I've learned that there are there are complexities within people, um, trauma responses, uh, emotional baggage that mm-hmm. we all have to a degree. But but having that as something that you're aware of mm. is different than having actual compassion and empathy for it. Right. And um, and I, I've learned from that. Well, even understanding that you have it. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we're walking around and we have no idea that we've got childhood trauma that is getting us hung up all sorts of ways that we're just not even aware of that it is a trauma. Until <laughs> you step us. on the landmine. Yes, yes. And then, yeah. you know, so many things. Like I do feel like a lot of people that go through divorce, their divorce is the aha moment where they're like, oh, there are things from my past mm-hmm. that I've got to deal with before yeah. I'm going to be in healthy yeah. relationship. And so, Certainly. Um, yeah, that's just wild to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, there's no, there's no doubt about it. There's, there's no doubt about, and I, I guess that, you know, for those that, that are on, on the other side of finalization who have finalized, do the work. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just, well, my ex was crazy, you know, yeah. <laughs> you can't just, oh, well, I, you know, e- even if your ex was, mm-hmm. it always takes two to tango. There's yeah. always some, there's always something that, that you need to take from it. Mm-hmm. There, you, you will have a part. Yeah. It's never 100, zero. Mm-hmm. There's always a, a percentage. Mm-hmm. And the only way for, for us is, is people to grow into, and to have what we desire is to actually own the stuff that 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 we brought to the mess right. yeah. so that we can avoid the messes in the future or so that we can be more effective in cleaning them up. Right. And to that point, I would say um, don't take on too much responsibility because mm-hmm. I think it can swing the other way. And sure. as far as the forgiveness piece goes, like you have to get to that point to move on, mm-hmm. to forgive mm-hmm the other person. And it's also a huge step to forgiving yourself because a lot of people that I talk to, like a lot of shame, a lot of guilt, um, whether it's self-inflicted or from Mm -hmm. their community, which usually it's both to be honest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and that forgiveness piece is huge for moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. A phrase that I like to use is that's not mine to carry. Mm, I love that. Um, if somebody tries to put something mm-hmm. on me, and, and it can be anything from a religious obligation to 
well, why didn't you, you know, that, that one is not mine to carry. Mm -hmm. I, and you know, it's easy to say and hard to do, but, but I really have to not carry it. Mm -hmm. You know, I really have to leave those things, uh, and just, you know, I've got enough. Mm -hmm. I've, I've got enough to carry on my own. I'm not going to pick up somebody else's stuff. Um, and that's, that's what, what you're talking about is, um, the shame and the and the guilt and the the obligation that so many people, particularly from a religious background, mm-hmm. I was, I I know about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you and I have a shared uh, history a bit in that yeah. we were both uh, preachers' kids. Right. Well, preachers' kids that got divorced. I mean, my lord, we might as well just walk around with a scarlet D. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um. But that. That's not something that I'm going to take on mm-hmm. because that that's external and that's weight that, that someone's trying to put on me mm-hmm. that that they're trying to make me feel shame for something that they mm-hmm. perceive. Right. Well, I'm not going to carry that because I've got enough of my own stuff that I need to work on specifically rather than just this overarching feeling that I should feel bad about myself because of something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's so many layers here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple. Yeah. Um, what is one thing that you would like for our listeners to take away from our talk today or something that you weren't able to share that you think is important for anyone going through divorce, um, pre-divorce, in the middle of it all, or um, recovery? I think that if I were to uh, – <laughs> this is going to sound – this is going to sound odd, but in in I I think that I have uh, a pretty successful divorce, and what I mean by that is my ex wife and I have both chosen to be adults. Mm. Um, he, we've both chosen to uh, to take a lot of the emotion out of it, to uh, regardless of how hurt or how you know. Both of us have plenty of reason to try to make it hard on each other, but neither of us choose to. Mm. Um, we we communicate well, but we have boundaries with our communication. Mm-hmm. We we communicate only about the kids or only about things that have to do with the agreements that we've made mm-hmm. in our separation. Mm-hmm. Um, we've we've had opportunities to have some really good conversations about why we ended up where we ended up. Mm-hmm. We've both uh, apologized for um, for the for the mess that we've made. We've mm-hmm. both owned our part of it, mm-hmm. and we've both asked for and received forgiveness from one another. Um, not for the not for the purpose of reconciliation, right. but for the purpose of 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 freedom, really. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of weight that comes yeah. from uh, from that, and and as a result. Um, you know, I think that we, I think that we do okay by our kids. I think that, I think that it leaves room for each of us to know that, that regardless, you're not going to have someone who's actively trying to tear you down, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that we were on, we were in each other's corner while we were married. There's no reason for us to not be in each other's corner afterward. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, with regard to the things that matter, which is our kids, right. which is, you know, wanting both of us wherever we might end up to be 
successful and fulfilled. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't have any ill will toward my ex wife. Mm-hmm. I want her to have the have the life that she, that God's called her to have. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I guess I guess that that's the thing that I I would hope that that you know we could kind of uh, turn down the the rage and turn up the understanding, mm. you know, and just really work hard to, to be, to be, I, I, I hate to say just to be grown ups, but that's really what it amounts yeah. to, to be the adults in the room because mm-hmm. you are the adults in the room. Mm-hmm. To have, to still carry on that dignity mm-hmm. for one another as former lover. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, former yeah. friends, best friends, like, yeah. you know, co-parents, like there's, yeah. There's a lot of life that still has to live, especially yeah. if you share children. Well, and, and there's, yeah, those, that's just the thing. It matters, mm-hmm. you know, it matters if my kids see me being hateful toward mm-hmm. my ex-wife. It yeah. matters, um, especially in the kind of situations that we had with the losses and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. You know, they needed to, they needed to see that it doesn't matter that that mom and dad aren't together. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad both individually love you mm-hmm. and want to be with you through this through this yeah. mess. Um, it, they're 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 way more important than than whether or not I get what I want in the settlement or whether or not I get I, I get to make her feel bad about what yeah, I mm-hmm. mean the, those things are just so petty to me I don't yeah. I don't I don't want I don't want revenge I want to move past mm-hmm. you know I want to I want to I want to take what I've got and I want to move forward mm-hmm. and and become who who I'm created to be I want to find the new normal right and move forward um better than I was before right yeah, you want to come out of it on the better side. Yeah, and holding yeah. on to that bitterness and mm-hmm. that anger and and all the mess that causes all the messes between former spouses, it just doesn't have any value for me. Right. Well, I love that about your story and that beautiful piece that you guys have been able to have those conversations that probably a lot of us don't get to have and yeah. to bring some of that freedom mm-hmm. and that closure um, with a lot of still love, gentle love, I think, for your ex Mm -hmm. and um, how you've been able to move forward in that relationship. And I really admire that about you guys. And I really appreciate you being here with us today. Thank you listeners for tuning in and um, we will see you next time. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. For more information about services provided by myself, you can find me at Stephanie Marine Living on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you for tuning in today and to our producer, Jazz, at Possibilities Podcast Center.